What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Think About It podcast, where we talk about everything from life, faith, experiences, and everything in between. Thank you for joining us this Monday morning and merry day after Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hope you guys had a great, great Christmas. Yes. Hopefully you didn't get too snowed in or too frozen. Hopefully you were able to see your family and have a Merry Christmas. It was freezing. It was yes. so cold. Cold. So today we are pivoting and instead of Christmas, we're going to be talking more about New Year's since, you know, New Year's Day is this weekend. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. 2023, here we yes, come. Yes, another year. So we're going to be talking about New Year's resolutions and whatever feeling or notion that gives you, put it out of your head and just listen to this episode with an open mind. So first, we're going to talk about the history of the resolution. Do you know anything about the history of the New Year's resolution? No, that, that people make them and that people make them every year. Yeah, I don't know anything either. I always love learning about like the origin of things. Like who started that? Who was the first person to think of that? So the ancient Babylonians are said to have been the first people to make New Year's resolutions some 4,000 years ago. They were also the first to hold records celebrating... 4,000 years ago. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> they uh, held celebrations in honor of the new year. Uh, though for them, it began not in January, but in mid-March, because that's when crops were planted. Hmm. So the new year to them started when crops were planted, which makes sense. Um, during a massive 12-day religious festival known as Akitu... The Babylonians crowned a new king or reaffirmed their loyalty to the reigning king. They also made promises to the quote-unquote gods to pay their debts and return any objects they had borrowed. These promises could be considered the forerunners of our New Year's resolutions. If Babylonians kept to their word, their quote-unquote gods would bestow favor on them for the coming year. Babylonians were pagan. If you don't know what that means, they didn't believe in like the one true God, they believed in many gods. But anyways, if they fell out of the God's favor, that was a place that nobody wanted to be. So that was kind of their whole purpose for New Year's was to make sacrifices to these pagan gods and try to set them up for a successful year. So what would you guess would be some of the top resolutions that Americans set? Hmm... Like when I say resolution, you know, what's everyone going to say they want to do this new year? I feel like everybody talks about this every year, don't you think? Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's like the same thing every year. The get fit. Yeah. They, everybody wants to exercise, eat healthier, lose weight. Save money. Those are the top Live three. better. Was exercise, eat healthier, lose weight. So uh, spend more time with family or friends, which is a good resolution. Spend less time on social media. Live more economically, reduce job stress, and quit smoking. So those are the top resolutions. I think that's going to be my 2023 goal, quit smoking. Quit smoking. <laughs> Don't smoke. It's a joke. Yeah. Calm down. Um, so I do not enjoy making New Year's resolutions. It's not a thing that I practice or do. I just, you know, every year. There are things that I like have in place, but they're life practices. They're not goals that I set. So like, obviously I want to eat healthy and I want to, you know, practice fitness and right living. But like, those are 
lifestyle habits. They're not goals that I set because it's like a lifetime thing. It's not a just this year I want to do it. Yeah. So I think that's silly to say that it's my resolution. Um, it also can be just discouraging for you. Maybe if you set a resolution and you feel like you miss it again and you know, it's another year, you're setting the same goal. You feel like you're going to fail again. So oftentimes when we think of resolutions, some people do just get discouraged. They're often forgotten. 80% of people say that they abandon their resolutions by February. Yeah. Which is like a month. A month is not a long time to give up on this like goal that you set for yourself for an entire year. You also have to think about you're kind of already setting yourself up for failure because like January is like such a like a dead month anyways. Yes. Like it's dark, the cold, depressing. Right. You know you're you're not getting that sunshine. You're not yeah. getting that, you know. Right. Yeah. And they have, you know, lack of time, lack of motivation, lack of resources, or they just lose interest. So but for example, like, yeah, like you're saying, you don't have that motivation because if your goal is to, let's say, be more fit, well, yes, you can go to a gym, but it's cold and maybe the weather is bad. And so like, let's say you get snowed in, well, then you're stuck at your house. You can't go to the gym or, you know, it's just cold. You don't want to go out to the gym. And so not a great time to start like changing everything about your life. So it's not uncommon that people let those goals fall to the wayside. So we're going to talk about kind of a different approach. So how would you say you set yourself up for a successful year? You're talking to me? You're talking to listeners? I'm talking to you. Talking to me. Um, so I actually just recently uh, told the teens about this, kind of mm -hmm. these, these 10, I call them, I got them in my little black book, the 10 steps to goal setting with God. Um, and this kind of stems from the Circle Maker, a book by Mark Patterson. Also... Atomic Habits, a great read. If you're looking for a read right out the bat of 2023, read Atomic Habits if you want to be disciplined and if you want to set some goals there. But 10 steps to goal setting with God. Number one, start with prayer. If you set goals in the context of prayer, there is a much higher likelihood that your goals will glorify God. And if they don't, they're not worth setting. If you're if you're setting goals in the context of of if you're a if you call yourself a believer in Christ, if you're a Christ follower, if you're not setting goals that uh, will not glorify God, then why are you setting those goals? I right, think you have to come to that conclusion. Well, and I think too, like a big component of prayer is that you're in partnership with God. So, like already, you know, that's one of the things that I had written down is like your goals will be much easier to accomplish if you're doing it like with somebody, and so like starting your goals with prayer, you're already like in that partnership with God asking for direction on what goals you should even be setting. Yeah, absolutely. Number two, check your motives. Mm. If you set selfish goals, you would be better off spiritually if you didn't accomplish them. That is hard to hear. It is. Because like, I think it's natural to like want to accomplish certain things, but if you're accomplishing them in the heart and in the attitude of like, wanting recognition or just to be able to tell people that that's what you did, then like, it's not going to grow you spiritually. So it'll end up, I think it just ends up feeling void and empty. Yeah. Number three, thinking categories, family, influential, experiential, physical travel. That's what I have listed out there. Thinking yeah. Categories. If you're going to set goals, thinking categories, don't just be like, Oh, then just like a, yeah, just like a broad. Yeah. Not like I'm going to throw all these darts at the board and hope that one sticks. Right. And be, be, uh, 
be specific in those and thinking categories. And that leads to the fourth one, be specific. Yeah. If a goal isn't measurable, we have no way of knowing if we have accomplished it. Yeah. It's pretty self-explanatory, but a lot of us, and I'm guilty of it too at times, is setting a goal but not really making it measurable. Right. Well, even just saying like, this year I want to be successful. But like, what does that mean? What does that look like? Like, how will you know if you've reached success or how will you celebrate along the way if you've hit success milestones? You know, you can't just say, I want to be successful and then not even know like where to begin or how to get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, number five, write it down, record the vision and inscribe it on tablets. No, that's what the 10 yep. commandments. You have to were. chisel it in a stone. Right. But yeah, I mean, the 10 commandments were written out for all to see inscribed and if you're going to set goals, I think it has to be not only in front of you, but it also has to come from you. It has to be something yeah. that is coming from within you, and you have to actually put it on paper or pen or put it in notes. I love the Notes app yeah, um, on my phone, and I have way too many notes mm-hmm. on my phone. But to really s- sit down and say, okay, these are my goals for 2023, and actually be specific about them. Ready for number six? Ready. Number six is include others. Goals are relational glue. You have to include others in your goals. Yeah. Can't do it alone. I think accountability is a big thing there. And I think even the joy comes from yeah. like us, like in a marriage, setting goals together is exciting. You know? Yeah. That's well, something and it that just, we, it kind of forces you to like think outside the box because like, you know, we might have different goals set individually, but then if like if Kurt sets a goal and I'm like, oh, that's a really cool. Or, oh, that sparks something else in my mind that, like, here's an additional goal. You know, it just kind of allows your brain to work in new ways because, obviously, like, our brains function differently. So. Yeah. Way differently. Adds another element. Yeah. And uh, something that we do every, at the end of every year is we sit down together, usually yeah. at a meal. Um, we've done breakfast together. I remember. You know, even when we were dating and engaged, we kind of set aside, you know, January 1st, kind of that, that timeframe to sit down and reevaluate. It wasn't really resolutions, but it was just kind of goal setting in that that, uh, manner. Number seven, celebrate along the way. Ebenezer is a Hebrew word and it means thus far the Lord has helped us. Special moments. Celebrate those moments. We need to do better about celebrating. I'm big about that. And I, yeah. I like, like, that's where I think we're a little bit different. I like, like, really special moments. You know, like, I'll set out, like, yeah. plates. You know, like, yeah. the, the glass plates. And, yes. And, and, and glasses. And, you but know, at, stuff. like, random, like, random occasion, like, random days, it will yeah. just be, like, I want this dinner to feel special. Yeah, like I'm all about like the feel of things. Yes, and I the want atmosphere. Things to be, yes. So, yeah. I don't know, uh, but celebrate along the way. If there's if there's goals that you're achieving, uh, celebrate those. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't have to, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You yeah. Know, but just make it feel special. Even if it's little, like even if you just had like one really good day, like if you're struggling with like anxiety or depression, if you had one really good day, celebrate that with like the people in your life and like be proud of yourself or making it through a day. Yeah, absolutely. Number eight, dream big, pray bigger. I think Mm. a lot of our prayers are way too small. Yeah. And I think that's a result of having a really small view of God at times. Yeah, for sure. Number nine, and this is, this is a big one. I think even 
in today's world. Think long. I put, we have lost the power of the ponder. We have lost mm-hmm. the power of the ponder. Um, I think it's really easy for us to be so glued to our phone, the news, politics, gas prices, the dooming recession, the this and that, and family drama, you name it, the list goes on, that we don't ponder the things of God, and we don't ponder the direction that our life is headed, the direction that our marriage is headed, the direction that maybe our kids are headed, um, and we've lost the ponder. Why? Because we're so infiltrated with um, everything in social media. You know, I think of when I didn't have a phone. When I was yeah. a little kid laying in bed, you know, my w- mind would wonder yeah. about the things of God and about my future. And now it's like that, like looking up at the stars at night and just yeah. wondering, like, how many are there? You know, can you believe God created all of this? And we've lost a little bit of that. Now we're cynical. Yeah. yeah. Shallow. Yeah. Is it possible for someone to dream and pray continuously for 70 years? Yes. I think so, too. Yeah. I think it, it takes goal setting and it takes being intentional. Yeah. Number 10, pray hard. Recognize your need for God and recognize your need for prayer. Pray hard. So in conclusion, sorry, I know I've gone a little bit long nope, here with this. you're doing great. I love them. But number one, start with prayer. Number two, check your motives. Number three, think in categories. Number four, be specific. Number five, write it down. Number six, include others. Number seven, celebrate along the way. Number eight, dream big, pray bigger. Number nine, think long. And number 10, pray hard. So yeah, that's my Those are formula. all really great. And so, you know, for those of you listening, uh, write those down or, you know, maybe just make a mental note and maybe try that this year as you're sitting down, whether you like to make resolutions or not, but just make that kind of your goals for the year to just make it, intentional a year kind of focused around God rather than focused around yourself or what you've always done or what everyone else is doing, you know, try to do something different. Um, for me, I would say also reflect on the past year. Like you made it through a year. That's a big deal. Like it's okay to kind of just sit there and I just like, I like to look back. I like to reflect on things and just the growth, um, pull out the good, be thankful that you're here for another year. I think sometimes it can be easy to just get into the hustle and bustle of life. And, you know, you look forward to certain events throughout the year and then those events happen and that's great. And then you're looking on to the next one. And so the year can kind of just fly by. And so instead of just looking always forward to what's coming, take time and look back and reflect on all that God has already done or, you know, the growth that, maybe happened that you missed seeing, but now looking back, you think, Oh, wow. At the beginning of the year, I remember that I didn't read my Bible more than once a week or once a month. And now I'm more consistent and like the change that has made, you know, just do a little bit of reflecting and appreciate all that God has brought you through. Be willing to surrender. Don't let a goal consume you. So even if you set a goal and it feels daunting and then you get so obsessed with it that you kind of lose the joy of what it is and what it can bring you, um, be willing to surrender that life happens, Yeah. that, you know, circumstances change and that you have to kind of be flexible and let the year 
come at you and be willing to adapt through those. Yeah. Going back to what you just said about um, reflecting on the past year, you yeah. know, just thinking about our 2022, what do you think yeah. are like the big moments? I would say for me, my perspective, um, I think one of the biggest moments that kind of rocked my world was probably my car wreck. Yeah, Having that was scary. Pull out in front of me. You yeah, know? I mean, people get in car wrecks every day, but I mean, that was yeah. just a, a wake up call. I mean, yeah, that life is fragile, you know, and having to call you and say, "Hey, you know, my car's totaled. Yeah, um, I'm alive though. Yeah, and God uh, provided um, incredibly in that situation. Right, and you know, I was able to get a car within a month, which is incredible. And God yeah. worked out some pretty um, incredible behind the scenes things there, blessings um, yeah. in, in our lives and people in our lives that um, follow God's um, prompting in their lives. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest thing that I noticed this year was just kind of like, um, so I had really bad like postpartum depression and anxiety after I had Judah for a really long time. And it was just a really dark time in my life. And I felt like this year was kind of the first year that I, again, like I surrendered to that and like life is different. There are challenges in motherhood that I wasn't prepared for. There are things that I'm still not prepared for, but I really felt like this year I just kind of surrendered to the calling of what it is to be a mom and to be at home with Judah. And even on the days that it's hard, like I just found it uh, easier to remind myself that like, this is what God has called me to in this season and just, you know, just kind of surrendering to that and growing through that. And I feel like I have a much more like positive outlook in many areas of life because of what I learned through such a dark season. So this year really just has been kind of a more joyous and um, prosperous year as far as like mental health and just being in the season that God has placed me in. Yeah. And that's, I think that's even a whole another episode too of of maybe even kind of letting them in on how we discovered that together and how we walked through that together and so that nature. And then another awesome thing that happened in 2022, Cancun. Yeah. We took a super awesome vacation. It was our five year anniversary. So cool. So surreal. Unlike anything we've ever done before. So that was a huge blessing. I love being married to you. I love being married to you. Um, and let's see the next thing I have find a support system, which we hit on this a little bit, but lean on others who will encourage you all year. Yeah. And if those support systems have to change, that's fine. Um, obviously, you know, being married, we have a built in support system, but there are things that, um, I also lean on people outside of Kurt, you know, it's good to have other friends or, you know, even just like, um, my, like our teen girls, I often do like, um, Bible plans with them because it's accountability for me, but I also know that's accountability for them that they need. So it's a support system that works for, um, both of us in really beneficial ways. So just find those people and it's okay if it's people that shift throughout the year. Yeah. Try a new system for planning or organizing. If it doesn't work, keep trying. So sometimes setting goals is just frustrating because you don't know how to track it. You don't know how to, you know, organize your life. You feel like everything is just, I don't know. I have these goals. I don't know how to like function inside of them. or I don't know how to make them like work in my life. So just try to get more organized. Start small and just clear out spaces in your house or in your mind. Or I like to call it failing forward. Yeah. Right? I mean, failure is one of the best teachers in my mind. Right. 
and you know get advice from people try different organizing systems but if it doesn't work don't just be like i can't be organized i don't know the way that kurt and i organize <laughs> not even sort of similar yeah. like at all the way that like our brains organize things not even sort of similar so like if he were to come and try to help me organize my goals it wouldn't work and vice versa like i can't organize your goals because you don't think the way that i do so don't be frustrated just because your system doesn't work the way that somebody else's does. Don't try to be any one other than yourself. Yeah. God designed you specifically. What works for others may not work for you. What others want to accomplish may not be what sparks joy in you. And it may not be what God has in plan for you. And that's okay. Your main goal should be to follow where God is leading. Um, I which we kind of do this, but I really like to do this. I like to choose a word for the year rather than like goals for the year. Yeah. If that makes sense. So like I'll choose a word and that will be the word that kind of like I build my year around or, you know, in all seasons, that will be the word that I remind myself of and cling to. What was your, your what was your word last year? Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. No, um, my word last year was gratitude. I just wanted to have a year of gratitude. So um, some ideas for words. Grow, organize, simplify, brave, inspire, gratitude, hey, consistency, balance, worth, elevate, less, mindful, considerate, calm, positivity. So just something that maybe you feel like is an area that you need to grow in or an area that you need to lean on. My word for the year, ready for it? I'm ready for it. It's surrender. Mm. Um, I was praying about this and just kind of preparing for this podcast and the Lord really laid that on my heart. Is a, like this year is going to be a year of surrender, which saying out loud is kind of terrifying. Yeah. Because like um, the word surrender is so beautiful and so powerful, but it also just means that like you have to be willing to let go of control which and if any of you know me at all on a personal level, I like to be in control just a little bit, right? Just a little bit. Yeah, not a, not a lot. That's a lie. I like to be in control. I have a really hard time not being in control or going through things that are um, unexpected or unplanned. So this year... What you would call a control freak. I'm not a control no, freak. I See, just, are you sure about that? I just like organization. I do too. Yeah. I think we're both, and I think that's why we mesh well together. Yes. We, yeah. So yeah, but my year for the word is surrender. And as much as it scares me, I'm also like really excited for what that means because I think it just opens me up to like possibilities of things that God's going to do that I have no idea like what's coming. And the thought of that makes me really excited. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good year. I don't have a word. Well, I mean, I kind of just sprung it on you, so. I was trying to look, though, and I didn't mean to be disengaged in the conversation, but no. I was trying to look for a post that I posted last January because it kind of had a thought and prayer, and I don't know if you remember that. Remember, I kind of had that thought and that yeah. prayer of, of what I wanted uh, kind of to focus on, and that'll be my um, focus this year again. I'll try and find it. And yeah, we can talk about post it. it to stories if you can find it. Yeah. Um. So I know New Year's can be daunting. It can be hard to have goals or maybe you have goals and aspirations, but they're mixed with fear or with doubt. But I just want to remind you that your life has a purpose. You're walking 
in partnership with God. If you're a Christian, if you have um, prayed the prayer of salvation and surrendered your life to Christ, then, you know, you're a partner with God and that is a big deal. What is in your hand right now? Um, and like, what are you being called to? So what do I mean? What I mean by what's in your hand right now? Like what season are you in? What has God given you right now that you are called to be a steward to? That's what you need to focus on. And again, yes, it's good to have goals. You need to be reaching towards things, but don't miss out or don't discredit what God has placed in your life right now. You have to take care of those things. You have to you know, pray about and ponder the things that are happening right now in order to be prepared and able to grow in the things that will come in the future. Um, be kind to yourself and bring others alongside you that will help you reach your goals and keep you accountable to what's important. Live day to day as well. Um, set goals each morning and strive to do your best. Tomorrow is never promised. We were talking a couple weeks ago about, um, prayer and like what it means. And we were reading over the Lord's prayer and it says in it, give us this day, our daily bread, which, you know, at the time I know is very literal. Like they were actually praying like for the food, for the sustenance for the day. But I was talking to our teen girls and I was like, I also think that you could take that in um, like a spiritual aspect, like give us this day, our daily bread, give me the patience that I need for today. Give me the joy that I need for today. And instead of being like, I need patience for the whole week, just focus on being patient today. Focus on the spiritual things that you need today. Um, It's okay to just kind of hone in and, you know, God is taking care of tomorrow. God is taking care of the future. And I'm not saying live frivolously like, oh, today is the only day I'm going to, you know, burn through things and who cares, but like take care of of today and let God worry about, um, the future. Yeah. And the Bible also talks about, you know, don't, don't worry about, you know, tomorrow, yeah. or don't, you know, don't worry about the, the, the worries of tomorrow, you know, yeah. for you have enough to worry about today. Talk and to even you focus. like, even relationally, like take care of the people that are in your life today. Don't wait and like, Oh, well, I'll call that person tomorrow. I'll, you know, I'll resolve that issue tomorrow. If God has put it on your heart to deal with it today, then deal with it today. There's a reason that you're feeling that prompting. Um, so just go into this new year with an open mind. Be ready for possibilities and accepting of change. I think it's crazy that, you know, we're, what, two years, three years removed from COVID? Yeah. And still, like, your our brains are still so wired that way, almost in, like, survival mode or you know, people are still working from home. And so like just the whole world has shifted and we're kind of afraid. I think a lot of people live in fear now. They're just afraid of change or a new year is coming. And there used to be a lot of joy around that. Instead, there's a lot of fear of like, Oh no, what's now, now what's going to happen? What's going to happen this year? And so I just want to encourage you to kind of go into this new year with an open mind be ready for change and really do uh, reflect on those points that Kurt talked about earlier and um, be prayerful and intentional and just start your year in partnership with God. Amen. 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 All right. Well, we will see you guys on the next episode, right? Happy New Year. Yeah, we'll see you guys.